spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. everyone this is the dr pat show i'm here uh with wow you know there's a lot to talk about today in terms of what we believe in our society and really you know what makes us come to believe these things with me today is dr nusheen darvish and you've heard me talk about dr darvish you've heard dr darvish herself giving us the tips for the week um you know she is medical director and founder of holistique medical center and that is right Right over there, I'm pointing to it, over there in Bellevue. Um, <laughs> she is my naturopath, and uh, and so I entered this world basically a newbie, not really having a sense of, you know, what the difference is between naturopathic medicine, you know, the other medicines, take a pill, don't take a pill. And I have been on this educational journey for several years now, and I'm very, very grateful for Dr. Darvish and for my health at this point in time. And today's topic, again, is about revealing the truth of who we are as our bodies change. And as we go through these changes, and I think we're going to talk about women today, uh, as we go through these changes, you know, what happens? What do we believe? What can we do, if anything? What's the controversy that go, controversial discussion that goes on between hormone replacement therapy and other alternatives? And so we've got a lot to talk about. What I'd like you to do, if you've got questions or you're going through this or you're tired of getting the hot flashes, you might want to call in and, and put your question on the table or send me an email at live at crustbusting.com. But we are going to cover the range. Thank you for joining in the show today. Thanks, Pat. It's great to be here. Well, let's start with the conversation about the whole change thing. Yeah, it was years. We have we for years we didn't call it menopause. You know. Well, you know, Pat, we have learned to call it a disease, really. And um, we look at menopause nowadays as some illness that needs to be treated with a quick fix medication such as hormone replacement therapy and this is not really the truth the truth of the matter is that that it is a process it is a process that every single female goes through by the way some men go through it as well is that right <laughs> they do um, but that females go through in the latter you know in the mid 50s, um, late 40s, mid 50s um, age group. It is very similar to the time period of puberty. Mm -hmm. When we're going through changes at that teenage years where we're facing hormone changes, mood swings, acne, I mean, um, you know, PMS, all these things that we're feeling, irregular periods and so forth during the period of puberty, we pretty much mimic that in the 40s and the 50s in the same way 
Very similar. No kidding. Very similar, except that it's a little bit more, it can be a little bit more intense with the hot flashes and so forth. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're looking at teenagers going through puberty, we never think of medicating them, do we? No, we don't. We don't think of medicating them, and yet our culture has taught us that when you're going through menopause, we need some kind of a medication. And... Um, as I said, this is really not the truth. The truth is that it is a process that we need to work with. And it really begins in the pre-puberty era, uh, time zone um, that we need to learn some good habits that will carry forth through our adult years and then menopause and then postmenopausal years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those of us, you know, we're just getting to the good habits, you see. You know, it, <laughs> and it gets harder. It gets harder as we it get does. older. You know, the worst thing that you can tell someone, I think now, okay, you know, who who shows up with hot flashes is, don't eat chocolate. I mean, that's the first thing you want to grab. I you know what? It's coffee. Yeah, in well, Seattle. coffee. It is. It is coffee. <laughs> I mean, coffee is like, you know, you saw the look on my face when you said that to me. Uh, but I think a we don't understand the effect of these things. So when someone says, you know, gee, you shouldn't really do that. We it's don't understand like, well, we why. We don't understand why. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of coffee, um, coffee, when you do avoid coffee, it seems that it does reduce the vasomotor symptoms, which include hot flashes and palpitations, the night sweats and so forth. And so avoiding the coffee does eliminate those um, symptoms. But coffee also allows the leakage of calcium out of your urine. Oh. And so you actually start losing bone um, when you're drinking a lot of coffee. So coffee is not a great thing to have. It's a medicine. It's an herbal medicine and it's used for medicinal purposes for certain conditions, mm -hmm. not across the grade for every individual. So with some people, they do need the coffee and I know people are going to use that as an excuse now. <laughs> um, and most people don't. Most people are better off not drinking the coffee, but there are other things like sugar. Sugar and the carbs, um, the white flour, white rice, which also increases the hot flashes and so forth. So when you're avoiding those, eliminating those out of your diet, those hot flashes and the other vasomotor symptoms seem to um, resolve. Uh, same with alcohol. Alcohol can do the same thing. So keeping in mind that, again, the habits that we need to teach our children from a very young age before puberty in fact it reminds me of a study that was done um, comparing the pre-puberty females who were taking in soy eating so versus those who were after uh, who started eating soy after puberty and it seems that females um, children who started eating soy prior to puberty their risk for osteoporosis was reduced and the benefits of soy in terms of um, its protective effect for breast cancer and other hormonal um, related cancers and issues was diminished whereas females who started eating soy after puberty it really didn't have a protective effect Okay. And so, you know, again, it's really um, 
learning at this point when our knowledge has increased so much as a society to start teaching our children from a young age so that they're not suffering um, the same symptoms that we are as we're going through menopause now. And you know what? It's such a difficult thing to do because one, you know, we, we live in a very blessed part of the country this country we do and you know you and i having a conversation uh, about this is going to pique the interest of people as opposed to having the same conversation in other parts of the country we're very blessed so the challenge is how do we get this information out there to people so that they know uh really what their choices are because there's such a misunderstanding there is and you know we are as you said we are very blessed on the west coast there's so much more education in terms of holistic medicine and um taking care of oneself diet and exercise whereas when you look at the midwest and so forth there's not as much emphasis on those lifestyle factors so Listening to you, Dr. Pat, is one way that we can really get the information out. But also seeking naturopathic physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, we have a lot of naturopathic physicians on the West Coast. Seeking one or two of them and um, discussing these issues with them, I think, is very, very important. Majority of naturopathic physicians um, have had education or continuing education on a regular basis on this issue so we're very updated on the hormone therapies and uh, the changes are happening with herbs and vitamins and nutrition diet and so forth that will help us through this process okay so let's get back to the idea of this being a process because you know we do treat it in some respects as like a disease and i have to tell you for me uh, my experience with this started at a very young age and um you know i remember being 36 years old and just being in the middle of a meeting and just absolutely just sweating out uh so much so that it was so odd for a lot of people that when i went to a doctor the first thing they did was send me to multiple tests for aids Mm -hmm. right i mean that was their first conclusion that they came to because at 36 you can't possibly be having this happen so here's the question that i want to ask you know and 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 this is the information we hear that if you women that are going through menopause going through change other things happen to their body and they may become more susceptible to other diseases how true is that well pat you know um Initially, we thought that, for instance, the reduction of estrogen in our bodies will increase the risk of heart disease. And so we started using hormone replacement therapy, synthetic estrogens, and so forth to minimize those risks. Well, most studies now are saying the opposite, that estrogen, um, at least hormone-related therapies, um, estrogen that's synthetic, can increase your risk for heart disease and so it's quite a dichotomy we're stuck in right now and um, I think there's a lot of confusion a lot of uh, controversy about this whole issue about hormones and what do we do what don't we do and I think the whole idea is to really look at oneself because every individual will go through this process as an individual You and I will not go through it the same way. You and your best friend will not go through it the same way. Some will have a mild, hardly any symptoms, and others will have 
very severe symptoms and others will be just midline having moderate symptoms so everybody's very different and you know there's over 2,000 different symptoms that can be attributed to menopausal symptoms. 2,000? So. <laughs> so what are some of them? What are they? Well some of them I'm the most common ones that we're already familiar with. Vasomotor right. changes like the hot flashes, palpitations insomnia, depression um, vaginal dryness um, memory loss, cognitive um, issues, um, Alzheimer's has been related to estrogen deficiency. I mean, there's a whole range of of symptoms that can be addressed. Um, and, and every one of us will either have one or several of these symptoms. So I think it's very important to keep in mind that we are individuals and we need to have our... Uh, our physicians assess us from an individual perspective and looking at our risk factors, family history. Do we have heart disease? Do we have osteoporosis in our family history? Doing, uh, doing um, DEXA scans, uh, bone density scans and seeing where your risk factors are for bone density. Getting your cholesterol checked on a regular basis. Having your hormone levels checked to see where your hormones are um, in your blood or saliva and seeing um, especially looking at the metabolites of estrogen and this is something that majority of physicians out there are not performing is doing tests um, on the hydroxy the 16 hydroxy and the 2 hydroxy estrones which are the metabolites of estrogen these are byproducts of when estrogen is going through your system it gets changed in your liver and so forth and it, it's released in your urine for instance as a different product that that and what was produced uh, initially is estrogen. And these two uh, metabolites, one is protective, the other one is not. The other one is actually uh, increases your risk for breast cancer and uterine cancer and mitral cancer and so forth. And so, so looking at the metabolites is very important because then we can assess the risk to see if you need to be on a certain type of hormone or if you need to be on a certain type of nutrient or herbs or dietary changes, exercise program to switch you over to the beneficial metabolites which will protect you against those type of um, illnesses. I didn't know that. Why? I, I really, this is the first time that I have heard, um, I had a conversation about these, and I don't understand why we're not tested for them. It's looking at you from a functional medicine perspective. It's a very new research um, that we're just coming across in the last few years. And um, there are only certain labs that do these tests. Not The majority of the labs out there don't do these tests. So there's only few um, laboratory tests across the nation uh, that I call functional medicine laboratories that test to see what the function of estrogen is doing in your body. Mm-hmm. And so um, not all the doctors know about this and not everyone is testing for this, but I think it's a very important factor to keep in mind. Okay, for those of you just tuning in, I'm here with Dr. Nusheen Darvish. If you'd like to find out more about Holistic Medical Center, brand new facility they've just moved into, you can go to www.drdrdarvish.com. That's www.drdarvish.com. Check it out. The phone number there is 425. 425- if you've got questions or you'd like to uh you know just inquire and go in and and check it out okay here's the question i have you know people listening to this show right now some of them are my friends right (laughs) and um 
okay, we've all gone down the path of taking these other remedies, right? You know, whether it's uh, birth control pills with low esterol, blah, 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 all of these things, here we are. Now, given that we've done all that, can we now do something to benefit ourselves? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like it's a process. Can you get in the game later the game or do you have to start out early or what are the options? Yeah, of course, as as we talked about, starting early is the best. But, you know, it's never too late. <laughs> and um, that's exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the metabolites is that if you have taken birth control pills or have taken hormone replacement therapy, we want to know what it's doing to your body. And if it's do if if you're able to process those hormones well, then great. Um, you know, keeping a good diet, an exercise program, high fiber diet, low sugar, no alcohol, no coffee, and lots of vegetables, fish oils, and so forth would be great. But if you are not processing those hormones, it's sitting around in your fat tissue. And so what happens is that you're processing them through the negative route, through the bad hormone route, and setting yourself up for these um, cancers and so forth so what we need to really do is to assess that and there's dietary changes for instance flaxseed oil can be very beneficial especially flaxseed with lignans and i prefer the flax seed and the flax meals because it's basically flaxseed that's been uh, crushed up into a meal and it has the lignans which are very important in helping the body process the the estrogen through the good route. There's exercise, intense aerobic exercise that is very important for pushing that pathway over to the good pathway. Um, there is uh, fish oils that we can do. There is avoiding pesticides and herbicides which can if we are exposed to pesticides and herbicides, they actually route us towards the bad guys, the bad metabolites. So looking at all these different factors, it's never too late to push yourself over to the positive aspect of uh, nutrition and health and diet and exercise and get you back on track mm -hmm. okay but you got to be willing to do it i mean you, it you, is. You it's not be, easy right, right. it is not easy and not especially if, if you start late then it's complete a change of lifestyle and habits, and that's never easy. It's a change of an entire family system. It is. You know, when you come home from Dr. Darvish, and, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know what, we're not eating anything white. And it requires an explanation because you do need support in this process. I mean, we do need support in this process. Exactly, and I think that's wonderful that, you know, you have friends that yes. are within the same realm of going to holistic centers or naturopathic physicians and learning about dietary changes because then you pick out restaurants or meals and you go out with your friends, you're having a fish, you know, with not a butter on it or all this fun sauces on it and you're not drinking your wine and you're drinking, you know, sparkling ciders or doing your vegetables or what have you and you know that you're not looked upon as a 
stranger. That's right. You know, and the whole we'll have to do a whole conversation on 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 alcohol. But uh, we have we're going to be doing a show on uh, regular wine versus organic wine because I don't know about you. I've been around vineyards before, and I can tell you that if you don't get your wine and, and it's not organic, you will be amazed at the, st- the stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Growing up in New Jersey, you know, we just thought that the white stuff on the tomato was part of it. And boy, have we come a long way. All right. I want to ask you this question that came from one of my friends, actually. Uh, we've talked about, you know, going through menopause and change and what we can do. And, you know, really, I totally agree with Dr. Darvish. If there is something like this going on, this is not a one-size-fits-all. You don't go to your doctor and they give you a pill. It is like what's going on in your body. Make sure that you get something that is going to fit where you are in, a, in the process. Exactly what the change is like for you and how to really get help all along the way. But the question that has come up is that, all right, all of a sudden we're hearing about, or at least I'm hearing about, um, women... Mostly women, I, I can't speak to, you know, what's going on with men, but mostly women are being struck down, language that I've read, struck down by autoimmune, MS, uh, fibromyalgia, uh, forms of RA, and the question comes up, or it has been pointed to that this is part of the menopause process, that when you go through this process, something happens to your immune system, and I want to know how true that is. I have not heard that. I don't think it is true from the research perspective. Yeah, I don't think it's a research comment. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't believe that it's true. You know, our our systems do go through changes, and I think it's very easy to attribute, as I said, you know, there's 2,000 symptoms in the menopause process, and so it's very easy to say that MS or autoimmune diseases is an estrogen or a progesterone problem. Now, estrogen or progesterone can be deficient concurrently with those conditions, but it doesn't mean that one causes the other. So I think we need to really keep that clear, that there, there are separate conditions and they need to be addressed on a separate basis. And, that's and again, MS is a disease, or autoimmune, right. or, or rheumatoid arthritis is yeah. a disease, or lupus is a disease, but menopause is not. Right. So we need to keep that clear. All right, and that's the point that if you if you if you don't hear anything else today, the one thing that I hope you you walk away with from this show today is a mindset that separates menopause from the word disease. Even in the conversations that you have with your physicians, please go beyond the the quick fix and really ask the questions. And if you don't like what you hear, then go get get another opinion go seek out a naturopath go seek out an alternative um uh, a physician that can provide you with solutions now a lot of times we want a quick fix of course you know what i'm <laughs> saying and i think that's why we go you know we we go to like you know the doctor that's going to pop a few pills in you because you figure you get a few pills and before you know it you're not doing the sweating mm-hmm. thing and so forth and so on but the alternatives that you're suggesting are not long-term I mean, we're not, not necessarily, but right. they are lifestyle changing. So it is beneficial to keep those 
changes long term. For instance, taking in some fish or fish oil on a regular basis is not only good for the menopausal symptoms of hot flashes and night sweats and so forth, but it is also good for your skin and immune system and hair and just your general well-being. So it is a, a change that I think we are reminded of to make in our life at that period of time. And I think that we need to really f remember that menopause is a period of time that brings new opportunities, new changes, new chances to change. It's an excuse to change for the better. So taking that as a challenge um, and moving towards a better lifestyle is I think what we need to really focus on. Yeah, and you know, don't wait. Don't wait until something, you know, happens and then it, it puts you in a position where you know your choices are limited. Because if, you know, as you said, if you start early or you start now, you can start with one thing. Exactly. Right? And it can be just vitamin E. Just vitamin E and 400 to 800 international units daily. Now, one quick thing I want to just um, put in here about vitamin E is that there is a natural form of vitamin E and a synthetic form of vitamin E. If you look on the label and it says DL to cofferol, that is synthetic. If you look on the label and it says D to cofferol, that is natural vitamin E. And you want to do the natural vitamin E because it's better absorbed and it has more activity in your body. And it will help reduce the hot flashes, the vaginal dryness. There's studies showing that, proving that, um, that it does reduce those problems and it is also very beneficial for reducing your risk for heart disease so vitamin e is could be very simple just one capsule a day okay so you want the one that has just the d, d. and if it says dl it's no. synthetic no even if that's discounted vitamin e exactly. you know what i'm saying you exactly. don't want it too fast and one other clue is that if you're sensitive to soy majority of vitamin e is derived from soy so you want to avoid those type of vitamin e and focus on the ones that are derived from castor oil, for instance. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. I want to mention to everyone that Dr. Darvish will be back for a full hour. And in preparation for that, we're going to be asking for your questions in advance. I wanted to know from all of you listening, what are the burning topics? What are the things that you would like us to address? What are the concerns you have for yourselves? What are your concerns you have for your children? We'd like to have that conversation with you in preparation for the next show. So you're going to hear me ask you for these questions and what I'd like you uh, I'd like you to do is send them to me at live live at the drpatshow.com t-h-e-d-r-patshow.com or just go to the crust busting website right now click on the email dr. pat and send an email but we want to know from you what are the burning issues what are the topics what are the things that are going on for, for you what are conditions that you've had that people have said to you look there's nothing we can do to help you. This is the time for you to get your voice, get your questions out there, and we will guarantee we will provide you with answers uh, answers to them. Thank you so much for joining the Thank show you, today. Thank you, Pat. That was a lot of fun. That's good. And you know what? I think the next time I go to see you... Um, you we, want that test, I want you? that <laughs> test. I want that test. Uh, one of the things we did not talk about today, and we'll, uh, we'll probably do an entire show on it, is, um, you know, the work that's done through um, Dr. Chen's work. 
and uh, some of the acupuncture work and how all of these are integrated because what Dr. Darvish provides is integration of different modalities. DrDarvish.com. I'm, you know me, I'm the Dr. P and my man. Mr. B. Tomorrow we'll be introducing you to the full spectrum of the upcoming sacred uh, activism conference coming to Seattle. So you will hear conversations about why it's coming here, what it is, who's going to be there, and how you can participate. Thank you, Dr. Darvish. Thank you, Pat. All right. See you all tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. And every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station. It's